I I got into a conversation this morning yeah. with a friend. Sorry. Okay. Uh, something got stuck in my throat. As I said friend. <laughs> so it made it seem like I was about to cry. Yeah. But that's just on the inside. <laughs> okay. And the topic quickly got on to autonomous vehicles. Now, my friend is a blind guy. And yeah. as we know, in the blind community, a lot of people are overly autom uh, optimistic about the idea of autonomous vehicles. Me, not so much. No, me neither. And uh. my take has always been, I don't think the technology is there mm -hmm. to do a, a, a national trip. Meaning I couldn't get into a car yeah. And have it drive me from here to New York without any difficulties. Right. And even if we do develop the technology to the point where we could do that, mm -hmm. then we also have to look at state, local laws, plus national laws related to transportation. And and my whole contention with this is that we have to figure out how safe these cars really are. Because I've I've been hearing things about Tesla cars exploding. Mm -hmm. And there have been more than one explosion um, with these cars. And, and I want to know how safe they are. I don't I just want something to drive me. Um, and, I, and I honestly feel better with a person who knows how to drive to drive me because at least they have uh, control over the vehicle. That's how I feel. About exactly. It. Yeah. And I know that they've used these autonomous vehicles in specific situations. Mm -hmm. So you could say, well, so far it's really safe compared to human drivers mm -hmm. but what they leave out of the scenario is that might be the case but there's not nearly as many autonomous vehicles autonomous vehicles i can't speak today yeah. on the road as there are um with humans driving the vehicles ac ac absolutely so the numbers will change once that happens i think so but i don't know but yeah. my friend said something really interesting yeah he was visiting i think his brother in arizona recently mm -hmm. And the brother used his phone to order a pizza. So they go to get it. Mm -hmm. And instead of having a pizza delivery man, a driverless car pulled up. Mm -hmm. And they just got their pizza out of the back seat. And I wasn't sure if that was true. Mm -hmm. But we checked. And apparently in some markets, Domino's Pizza is doing the driverless vehicles to get their pizzas in, delivered. In Houston, yeah. I well, don't in Houston, but it could also be in Arizona, too. And maybe we just heard in Houston because that's the specific source that Google got it from. Yeah. that's the, That scares me. I'll tell you why it scares me. Because um, how would that work for a blind person? Mm -hmm. Number two, the people who are in grocery delivery or pizza delivery or even cab drivers, their jobs are on the line. If these cars are um, fully implemented, I think. I could see some benefits. And I want to believe. I want to be like the blind people and say, I am one, but yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. And say the driverless cars are coming very soon. Because as I've told you many times, I believe that if I was sighted, I'd be one of those people who'd be on the road all the time. And mm -hmm. really just traveling the country. Yeah. But I just don't see that being the case. I don't see that either. I really don't. I mean, they re would really have to change uh, the grid. Mm -hmm. It would have to be available for our grid to handle, I think. 
And something else I think about is this information is all being processed. Yeah. So I would imagine it takes a lot of computer power and you always have to be hooked up to a specific internet system mm -hmm. because of cloud computing. Now, I could have that wrong. Yeah. A computer scientist could tell me where that's not the case. But yeah. this is Rick's limited understanding. We have places in this country where people can't even get decent Wi-Fi. Oh, yeah. We're like really rural areas. Like they'll only have like two um, services. Well, that's actually here in Portland. Oh, well, right. well, I mean, in really rural areas where where they don't. They're not able to get that. They yet. don't even have any services. Yeah. And how is that going to work mm -hmm. when these cars have to be connected via satellite and they're constantly sending information back and forth? It, it, I don't think it can. It'll, it would work in cities, but what about the countryside? Yeah, and for this to really be a thing, it needs to be at the very least nationwide. Yeah, and for example, in uh, Tillamook, Oregon, I've been there several times, and it is hard to get reception. Mm -hmm. It's a very rural town, and it's hard to get reception unless you have, well, I don't know if this is true or not, but, you know, some people use landlines and cell phones. They do use cell phones there, but I don't know. I guess it depends on your character, but I've had many instances where I couldn't get good reception in Tillamook. There's been rumors that Apple is developing a driverless car for around 10 years hmm. and we've never seen a prototype mm -hmm. we've only heard that this is happening so i think that this is a lot harder than people make it seem and i heard that google was trying to develop a car too yeah and they've been doing that for maybe even longer yeah and i'm just like you know i know that we as a society have a lot of knowledge i just don't know if this is going to come to fruition now this is also, again, I want to be proven wrong with this. Yeah. Nothing would make me happier than to tell you in five years, I was wrong about driverless cars. I got it completely wrong. Yeah. They are now a thing and they're working perfectly. I, I don't see it happening either. No. I really don't. Good. Because, as you said, state laws, national laws, they're so... City I mean, it, it's, ordinances. Yep. They have to be checked out, and I don't know that everybody would be on board with this. No. I really don't, because there are people that are that want to drive their own car. Um, there are people that would rather have somebody drive them, um, you know, whether it's cab service or bus service. I just don't see it happening anytime soon. Okay, here's a question for you. Yeah. I don't know if you're going to like this or not. Okay. You know a fair amount of people in the blind community, as yeah. do I. Yeah. What percentage of the people that you know who are blind mm -hmm. do you think would adamantly disagree with us over this? I have no idea. I haven't really asked around. If I were to guess, I'd say around 80%. Maybe even higher. Maybe around 90 But I'll, let's be conservative and say 80%. Okay. You think so? Yes. Okay. I have I I have talked to blind people in the past that said no. I have two, but it's few and far between. I think at least one person I know of said no. Mm. But as far as uh, I don't know, it's hard to say. You might be right about eighty percent, but there's 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 really is some problems with that. Yeah, but we'll see.
We'll see. Yeah. Okay. I found out something about you this morning, little J-Lo. Uh-oh. What were you doing? Spying on me? No, no, no. I don't do that. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> okay. What? You're working on starting a Bible study. Well, I'm not the one starting it. It's in the talking stages. One of my friends, um, who I will not mention by name, has um, had this idea. Um, and um, I don't know when it's going to happen. I heard it was supposed to happen this month, but we're trying to figure out a place. And um, I think it would be good to study with more than just one person. Here's the question. Yeah. Why don't y'all do it virtually? I just don't think it would be as effective. I mean, I've never been to a virtual Bible study. It's kind of weird. I mean, I know a lot of people like to do things virtually, but I I think we need to get out of the habit of doing everything virtually. Yeah, but if you guys are having issues finding a location. But what you have to understand, too, um, some people might live in more rural areas, like uh, for example, one of them lives in a um, a small town of uh, Lafayette. Okay. And another person lives in, well, Oregon City has um, but tech stuff. wouldn't that make it even more difficult to find a central location? If anything, you're making an argument of why it should be virtual. No, I don't think so. I mean, we could probably meet each other somewhere halfway in, in Portland or something. Oh. Because... He, I don't know how far that town is from Portland, but I don't know if it's that, it's even that far. Nice. It is closer to McMinnville. I'm not sure where McMinnville is. So what's this person's home address? <laughs> I'm not going to, you know what I mean? I hear you. I'm, I'm, I'm talking generally speaking, okay? Yes, yes. Um, so a couple of, so at least one person is from a small town. Uh, and, and we haven't actually figured out how many people are going to be there. We have an idea. Um, there's going to be at least uh, three women and three men that are participating. Nice. So far. Um, but I think it's important to have, um, to um, learn in a community. Um, because learning by yourself is great, but there is a scripture that says iron sharpeneth iron. And that basically means that... Um, it's, it's good to be around people that are uh, like-minded, that want to learn the same thing. And it's also good to um, invite other people that would otherwise not do it. Uh-oh. Um, I'm, not, I'm not talking about you in general, although... You did bring it up to me. Here's a question for you. And I'm totally cool with this because, you know, I say some crazy stuff. Yeah. Do your friends know that I'm uh, not a believer? Yes. Okay, good. Well, not good, but you know. Well, I, I, I've, I brought the, um, I, I brought it up to, um, to one person. Oh, how did it come up in conversation without telling I, me the person? I can't even remember how. I think it was just, it was just a concern I had, and I don't really want to go into. Oh, over me? Huh? About me? Well, I mean, just about something else that had to do with you. But it wasn't that. Huh? It wasn't that I wasn't a believer. That wasn't the concern. Not necessarily. I mean, I mean, it, it was, but it wasn't, you know, it was, it was a part of it. Yes. Oh, what was the concern over me? Uh, I need to talk to you about that. It's a private conversation. Yeah, but if it's over me, mm. no, give me a rough idea. No. 
Well, I, let me guess. Well, you asked me, but it was it was just a, it was a private conversation. I I don't really want to go into it. Okay, but it, but the private conversation was about me, though. I know. <laughs> I don't think everybody needs to know why. But I'd like to know why. Privately. Okay. Did it have to do with my politics? No. Okay. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, I can't wait to hear about this when we stop recording. I'll just say this. We've talked about it before, but not in great detail or anything. You and I have. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. So it wouldn't really be it wouldn't really be a surprise or anything. Okay. And I don't even remember. Uh, I I I think it was just me and this person in the room, and nobody was there with us. Wow. And this is a student. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Well, we're gonna wrap this up now. <laughs> Okay, no. so now that we stopped recording. No. <laughs> okay, well. Well, you did ask me, and I I, I did tell you come came up, but, you know, it's. I don't even remember asking you about this before now, but. No, you just asked me I, now. Oh, okay, that's what you mean. Okay. Oh, well, good. Well, now, do these people know that I'm a lib? No, I didn't talk about politics. Oh, oh. But most likely they probably would have guessed. If, yeah, if they're studying the Bible, then. Probably would have guessed. They're probably more MAGA. What, babes? You study the Bible and you're MAGA. You're my MAGA. My MAGA jail. Oh, my goodness. There was, in the 90s, Yeah. LL used to call women mommies. Yeah, some guys do that. I think it's weird. I think that's weird, too. But if I was LL, I'd call you my MAGA mommy. Yeah. Well, you know... um. I heard I heard that um like in the Puerto Rican culture some men will call women mommy. Yeah. But M A M I. Um what's his name did that? Big pun. Yeah. And I, I think Fat Joe did that too. Yeah, mommy like in in uh I guess in the Puerto Rican culture uh girl is uh, another name for girl is mommy um or whatever. I don't even know what that means or it's it's weird. I think it's weird. I remember the first rap song I heard where they did that. Yeah. And it was that song, Zoom, I think that's what it's called, from the Bulworth soundtrack mm -hmm. with Dre and LL. Mm -hmm. And LL says that, and mm -hmm. I'm just like, it made me laugh at first. <laughs> all the mommies? Is yeah. that what he said? It's like, all the mommies in the house go, Zoom, 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 Zoom. I think that's what he said. <laughs> I don't know if it was spelled, I might have heard that one. But no, in, in the Puerto Rican culture, it's M-A-M-I, not M-O-M-M-Y. Nice. Or M-O-M-M-I-E-S. Yes. That's really funny. That is really funny. <laughs> well, what about that one podcast you used to watch and, and the, the one couple would call each other mommy? Yeah, your mom's house. <laughs> I think that dude, Tom Segura, mm -hmm. just released a book or was put on um, Bard this week. Oh, yeah? I forget the name of it, though. Is he still married to his wife? Yes. His wife? I believe so. Christina? I Christina Pizinski. Okay. Yeah. But they but they have this quirk where they call each other mommy and they call their listeners mommies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hello, hello, all you little mini mommies out there. There was one time, babes, yeah. where Tom goes on a local television show yeah. to promote his comedy gigs. Yeah. This must have been 2012 or 13. And the male host looks at him and he's like, I have a question for you. Tom's mm -hmm. like, what? And he's like, are you my mommy? <laughs> <laughs> really funny you could probably find that online are you my mommy i'm sure that made him laugh yeah well you know when i was little my mom used to read me a, a children's book called are you my mother 
It's about a baby bird that's trying to find his mom. Okay. And it just reminded me of the book, but except he asked, are you my mommy? <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny, Bubs. Well, good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love you there. Jay Yes. And I talk to my friends about you, so. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know. the. I, I, I'm sure you do. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. and they love it. Okay, I'm sure they love it. They love it. Babes, mm-hmm. I started a book this morning, and it wasn't on Bookshare, Bard, or at the library. Okay. So I actually had to buy a copy of it through Audible. What's it called? BMF, The Rise and Fall of Big Meech and mm-hmm. the Black Mafia Family. Mm-hmm. And how do I want to contextualize this? Because I haven't finished the book yet. Uh, but I heard about it on Vlad TV. Yeah. Because he interviewed somebody who's actually mentioned in the book. But mm-hmm. Puffy and Suge Knight, you know, had an infamous feud. Yeah. People think that it started with the Tupac and Biggie situation. But that's just kind of, it added fuel to the fire. This mm-hmm. was before Pac was on death row. Mm-hmm. One of Suge Knight's friends got killed at, at an incident in the club. If I'm remembering the story right, the rumor was that Puffy's bodyguard killed this person. Mm-hmm. And that Suge wanted Puffy to have the bodyguard killed. Mm-hmm. But Puffy didn't, you know, that he's a man of the Lord, so he didn't do that. Okay. And Puff kept this bodyguard. Mm-hmm. This happened like 93. Mm-hmm. Years go by. And in 1999, there was that infamous incident with Puffy, J-Lo, the other one, yeah. and Shine, where somebody yeah. threw money in Puffy's face, and yeah. there was a whole kerfuffle, basically ruined Shine's career. Wow. Yep. Who was Shine again? Shine was a rapper from Belize. Oh, wow. He had a good first album. Okay. But the same bodyguard who was involved with the Suge Knight thing was still with Puffy at the time. Mm-hmm. Shortly after, he starts, he stops working with Puff and moves down to Florida to start organizing events. Yeah. He's friendly with a guy named Big Meech, or at least that's the dude's street mm-hmm. name. And Big Meech star- starts going after this guy's ex-girlfriend. Mm-hmm. The guy waits outside the club one night, starts shooting at Meech, and the Puff's ex-bodyguard is killed. Oh, wow. That's important because that really... was killed? Like 2003. Okay. That starts off this whole investigation where it's discovered, even though it was kind of thought before this, that Big Meech is helping to run this drug empire. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where we are in the book. They Police went into Big Meech's home and... The home is nicknamed the White House because it's this really nice white house in this prestigious neighborhood. Yeah. They find these books with all these, you know, hidden notes in them. And they thought that he was involved with some stuff before, but they could never connect it. And this really um, popped off the investigation. It's interesting so far. Oh, wow. How do you feel about this? I don't know. Mm. It sounds interesting. Yeah. Um, Wow. I have no idea. Here's a question for you. Yeah? You are a Christian. Why is that? Well, well, you're going to find out why. 
Okay. When Puffy came out, he yeah. was very open about the fact that he was also a Christian. And I'm wondering, in the late 90s, when yeah. Puffy's at the height of his fame, how did you feel about that? I wasn't too sure if he was. I mean, people can say that they're Christians and not actually um, actually uh, adhere to what they really are uh, should should adhere to. So I don't, I don't know. I mean... You told me that you said uh, that it was it was it came out that uh, Eminem was a Christian or something. Well, I'm... it didn't come out. There's an internet rumor that he's a born again Christian. Well, and then there's also some. I've I've read that Chris Tucker became one. I'm not too sure about that either. Yeah, but Puffy said at the height of his fame that he was a Christian and that okay. he regularly went to church and that he believed that Jesus Christ was his Lord and Savior. So did Justin Bieber, although he has. Um, um, I, I, he had some questionable actions, so I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I think in Hollywood, I'm a little bit skeptical about it. I mean, there are some that have been Christians from the, you know, since they started. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I'm just not sure. I really don't know. If he was really a Christian, why does he have secular hip hop out? Is what I'm, I would ask. I don't know, babes. Uh, I mean, he doesn't exactly talk about godly things. I mean, he talks about the, the cash, the clothes, the women, the cars, or whatever. I mean, it doesn't exactly say godly to me, so I don't know. I, I, I get very um, cautious about talking about Hollywood people that are, and, and maybe maybe I could be wrong, but I'm, uh, I'm a little bit skeptical. Mm. There is a network that I've been hearing about called the Hollywood Prayer Network, where uh, there are people that are actually pr uh, praying for people in Hollywood because um, some people have either been having a hard time in Hollywood because they're Christians or they have to decide whether they want to make these movies even though they're Christians or they or it's the other way around where um, they're Christians but um, or they say that they're Christians but uh, they choose to make for some reason, they choose to make secular movies. I don't know. I I am I'm, I'm a little bit skeptical about about uh, Diddy's um, uh, Diddy's walk is what I'm trying to say. That's fair. The Hollywood Prayer Network to me sounds like a place where actors go once they're past their prime. No, no, it's not. They're, they're actually people that are praying for these actors and um, artists and things like that. They're, it's not for actors. Oh, okay. But so they all they do all day is do that. Well, no, no, no. Let me let me explain. There are times where they'll go to. Um, what did she say? There's a woman named uh, Karen Cavill who is um, who has been talking about this, and what they'll do is I think they'll go to was it premieres of movies or something like that. And they'll um, they'll invite actors to kind of learn about what they what they do or um, talk about what they do, and they'll talk to directors and things like that. And um, no, it's it's um, I have to I have to look it up because she 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 is on a show uh, that I listen to, and she's on there like once a month talking about um, what's going on in Hollywood and. And she even talks about um, deaths in Hollywood and, you know, things that need prayer for the families of people who have uh, died. Oh, so this um, is a TV show. For some reason, I thought no, this... No, it's a radio show. 
Okay, for some reason, I thought this was a TV network, the Hollywood Prayer Network. No, 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 no. This is this is a ministry. It's not a network. It's so it's not, not like the Seven Hundred Club no. in Hollywood or anything. No, it's not. Gotcha. No, it's not the Seven Hundred Club TV show. It's actually a prayer network where people can pray for um for anyone in Hollywood. Nice. Yeah. That seems a little bit weird, though. Like you're gonna pray for these people who have a ton of money and are just like living their life. Well, Bubs, everybody deserves prayer, even you. What do you mean, even me? Yes, even you. Even me. Even I'm the bald me. god, babe. Hey, I know. I'm not worshiping you. <laughs> and maybe that's why you have so many problems in your life. <laughs> oh, now you're blaspheming now? Is that no, right? No, no, you are. You are. You'll be good. Boy. I always am. Um, you're not, though. Give me a kiss. No, you're good. Yeah, play. you need to learn how to be good girl. I am You good need to girl. learn how to be Good girl, and stop biting my nose. You need to learn how to be. Good I'm girl. nibbling. You need to learn how to be good girl. Oh my goodness, squeezing my nose. You have a cute nose. Thank you, the uh, J-O nose. Yeah. Well, that might be interesting. Mocking again? No, I'm not mocking. Oh, I'm just thinking of these people calling up to this radio show who don't have any money and praying for celebrities who, in some cases, are worth hundreds. No, of it's not a radio. It's it's a radio show, but it's a um. But the the person who is talking about the the Hollywood Prayer Network is is a guest on a different on on that show. Right, but she has her own thing. She doesn't have a radio show. Oh, okay, I got it. No, so no, this no. is just like a segment of this radio show. It's a, it's a se sometimes she um is featured on a segment of uh the woman's radio show that I listen to. Okay, what I inferred when we were first talking about this was this was a television network like TBN, and occasionally the radio show that you listen to would have one of the um TV stars from that network come on. And talk about what's going on on the Hollywood Prayer Network, well, but I, but it sounds like it's a segment of a radio show that you listen to. Uh huh. Okay. She just goes on there um, at uh, you know once a month and talks about what's going on in Hollywood and what she would um, you know want people to pray for or um, you know something like that. But it's not. It's it's not a uh, TV show itself at all. Nice. It's not like the Psychic Friends Network, okay? Okay, good. Yeah. Go it's not like that. Yeah. We need to do a media exchange soon, babes. Mm. <laughs> is against that idea. Not right now, bubs. Okay. <laughs> Isn't it enough that you give me homework uh, every week? Or, I mean, I have homework. Well, but that's because... You don't believe what I've been telling you, and I could show you evidence, but I'm not allowed to. Oh. If I was allowed to, I would, and you wouldn't have homework. Oh, my goodness. And I could just do the homework. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But I'm not allowed to show you stuff oh my. when it comes to politics. Oh. You should really... Well, my psychologist says, my mental health health professional choice has said that we shouldn't use words like should so let me back up a second mm -hmm. it might benefit your life if you allowed me to show you things but you actually kind of opened that door this morning in fairness to you because we were talking about transgender people yeah. in beauty pageants I, and i, I said was... that donald trump is actually for that and you didn't believe me and then we checked it out well, I, he may have been for it at the time. I'm just not sure if he has changed his stance about it. Uh oh. Because um, he used to be a Democrat and he's left the party. So I don't, 
I I think it's odd, but that's you know that was like a good eleven years ago. So I I don't know. Listen, do I as a straight man want to watch a beauty pageant with transgender women in it? No, it's not my thing. But know. if a beauty pageant, if they're open to it, then good for them. I mean, Canada might be open to it. U.S. was too, babes. Uh, like, like I don't know. I, I know I, that I, lady was from Canada, but yeah. I think she ended up competing here too. So, but yeah, but this is a this is a Miss Universe pageant, not the Miss USA pageant. There's a difference. Okay, I don't really know the difference, but I'll take your word for it. The, the difference is that there are um, women that are competing from other countries. What about from other planets? If it's Miss Universe. <laughs> I don't think so. Where is Mars representation <laughs> in this thing? There is no Mars representation. They don't even have a colony on Mars yet. But this is Miss Universe, babes, not Miss <laughs> World. No. Uh, Miss World is... I don't know what the difference between... Okay, I don't know what the difference between Miss Universe and Miss World is. I, I really don't. What is the difference? I don't, I don't know, know, babes. I don't watch these passion shows. Alan Thicke was once married to a woman that uh, won Miss World. That's right. He seemed like a cool guy from what I've heard about him. He he seemed like your your typical Amer um well not American, your typical Canadian dad. <laughs> your typical Canadian dad. He's from Canada. I listened to an interview of Robin Thick once. Yeah. And he was asked what was it like, you know, having a successful dad growing up and he said mm -hmm. My dad was on growing pains when me and my brothers were teenagers. Mm -hmm. I hope I'm getting the story right because I heard this like 10 years ago. Yeah. And he said, you know, sometimes my dad would go out of town and do gigs on the weekend to bring in extra money. And it would be really weird because he'd come home and we would have this huge party and wreck mm -hmm. the place. And he'd come in and be mad for like a minute and they'd be like, okay, let's go get some pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I think he understood, well, you know, my kids are going to. My kids are going to be doing what they do, but <laughs> now, I don't know. Now, I would tell you this. Mm -hmm. Not a huge surprise to you. Mm -hmm. I hate it, hate it, hate it with a burning passion when people start a second family. Just something about that just gnaws at me. And Alan Thicke did that. After Robin and his brother, he married somebody else and had a kid with her. Yeah, he had three wives, I think. Yeah. He, had, um, he was married to Gloria Loring who um, uh, you heard her voice on several uh, TV theme songs, including nice. The Facts of Life, which is kind of funny. Um, Alan Thicke also wrote the theme song to, uh, or part of writing the theme song to uh, Different Strokes. Yep, that's known. That's known. Um, he married another woman that was, uh, I think, uh, the, the Miss World uh, pageant contestant who won. And he married another person. I think um, his youngest... Son was the one who had diabetes. Yeah. I don't like it when people do that. I don't like it when people, after they have their first set of kids, decide to have a second set. Why Why does it bother you so much? I don't know. It really gets I mean, to me, though. I, I think it's kind of strange, but, you know, people do, like, uh, seriously, people do get divorced from their husbands and wives as yeah. much as I don't like that. But... You know, either they have um, stepchildren with somebody else because they had children before they got married. That's different. That's a little bit different. But they decide to have kids together. So I, I don't, I don't, um, and you know, now uh, I guess they call them blended families. Blended families are, are um, a thing now. Yeah. 
I, I don't see anything wrong with it, honestly. You, me and your mom do not see eye to eye on many things. But I'm really proud of your mom that she didn't start a second family after she had y'all. Y'all? Yeah, I am. You're not a southern man. Nick, you know what I mean, though. I know. And my ma's from the South, babes. And I spend plenty of time there, so. Oh but I, I'm, I'm very glad that your mom didn't start a second family and have a second set of kids. And something tells me you are, too. Um, yeah, that would be, that would be really hard to, um, get used to. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and she's the kind of mom that she wouldn't just let any guy marry her unless we knew about it. Nice. And we knew the guy, you know, she, she was a kind of a mom. She would, she, she cared about, um, who she let into her, uh, family. It wasn't just, you know, she didn't just care about her, but she cared about the three of us. So, uh -oh. you know, she, she really made sure that that was um that we knew that and yeah. to be honest it's usually a dad thing sometimes it's the women but mostly it's the fathers who start these other families well that's because they can mm -hmm. that's because they can start it i mean they can have children as old as 90 i mean at 90 they can still have children that's true which i think is weird I do too, babe. I, I think um, once a man is past 60, I don't think he should be having any kids. Oh, you're more liberal than me on the situation. Well, I would well, go no, no, down no, no, to no. 35. Let me, let, me, let me explain it. Let me explain why. I'd go down to 35. Let me babes. explain why. And I think you would agree with me. Because, as you said, what if that child doesn't, um, what if, what if that child um, does not, um, uh, doesn't, grow up with their dad for that long because you know like for example billy joel is a perfect example he has uh as as far as i know he has what two daughters three daughters something like that he had one with your girl christy brinkley and then he took like and, 50 years off uh i think he had i don't remember anyway he has another daughter um with his uh current wife and maybe it wasn't 50 years off but you know He's an old guy now. There was a long break between. And we us. were talk, and and me and my friends were talk, were talking about it, and this was this is before I even knew you were here, and. Where did you think I was, Iowa? I don't know. Right, I didn't even know you were alive. Anyway. You thought I was dead. No, I didn't know who you were. I right, keep going. Bubs, I didn't know any Richard Hammond. Oh. Anyway, um, and one of my friends made a comment and said, you know that guy is very irresponsible for having a young daughter at 60 something because mm -hmm. if if he uh is 80 plus years old he may not live to see his child turn 20 or live to see his grandkids and and it really had to, i really had to think about that because yes a man can be as old as dirt and still have kids and women don't have that option so why are you more loose on this than me? Because like I said, I think the age limit should be 35. Why do you go all the way up to 60? I think it's a, well, no, no, I'm just, I'm just using 60 as a, as an example. Okay. I think that if a man is close to um, being too old to raise kids, and he really needs to think about that. I go back to James Doohan, yeah. who played Scotty on Star Trek. Yeah. If I remember the story right, he had an original family. And then when he was like in his late 70s, he had two kids. Yeah. 
And about three or four years after that, he was diagnosed with dementia. Yeah. Well, I mean, and then and then here's another thing. Like Tony Randall yes. had a son before he died. Was it a son? He had two kids. He had two kids before he died. And he didn't live long enough to see them grow. Mm-hmm. I think it's very sad. Um, and then you have, oh, I didn't see this whole story on 60 Minutes Australia. But it was about these women that want to take hormones even in their old age in order to have children. And I just thought that was so weird. And irresponsible. And irresponsible. Yeah. And and there were women that were saying, no, this can't happen because once a woman hits menopause, she's not able to carry any babies. And there's a reason for that. And there's a reason for that. Yeah, exactly. And, and when a woman is taking things into her own hands, taking matters into her own hands and putting hormones in her that's meant for young women in a childbearing age from 18 to probably about 50 because some women have babies in their late 40s, then, you know, it's, it's, it, it shouldn't be happening. I, I think it's very irresponsible. And, and if, you know, how are they going to take care of their babies? I don't know, babes. They would have to give their babies up for adoption if they wouldn't, weren't able to do that. Like, I've heard a story about this grandma being a surrogate for her daughter because her daughter wasn't able to have a baby. You might have heard about that through me. No, I didn't. Okay. No, she was on the Oprah show. Oh, interesting. Okay. I heard a case about this recently. Oh, really? When was this? Like within the last couple of weeks. I thought we talked about it here, but maybe we didn't. Okay. What happened? A woman, I think what happened is she had uterine cancer. Yeah. So her mom, they implanted the embryos in her mom's uterus. Mm -hmm. And the mom gave birth to her grandkids. I just think it's so strange to me. And this is, goes back to a complaint I have, Mm -hmm. is... People don't want to adopt kids. They're doing so many weird things instead of just filing adoption papers. I I think that there are so many people that want to adopt kids and um and it's so sad. It it's sad when the mom can't carry her own baby and and her husband can't give her a baby. And I just think that the whole like embryo like the whole like uh, IVF thing is just, it just sounds really tedious and painful. Yeah. And then you also have egg freezing, which I'm not sure about that. I know a lot of women wanted to freeze their eggs. I don't know about that. I'm, I don't know how I feel about this whole um, infertility. Um, I'll tell you how I feel thing. about it. I know you already have. Well, as a God-fearing man, You're not. I look at it. You are well, not. Hold on. You are not. Hold on. You are not. I look at it. I look at it like God made these women infertile for a reason. It sucks. There's a lot of things in life I want too that I'm not going to get. And sometimes you just have to buck up and realize you don't, you can't have everything you want. I would agree. We should I, we should make fertility treatments like this illegal in this country. I don't think it should be illegal. Would you? Why do you think it should be illegal? Because we already have enough people on this planet, we and enough kids who need good homes. So instead of pumping your uterus full of chemicals, why not just adopt a kid? Well, I th- I think that would be great if if people. I mean, and there's so many good parents that deserve uh deserve babies. Why, um, why do the, they deserve the, babies? 
because they've been wanting to have babies and they, they really would want to provide the, the baby a stable home. But let's, let's go back to discussion we had earlier. Okay. I really want a car mm-hmm. to drive around. Does that mean that I deserve a car? No, I never said that, Bubs. I, I don't think you're understanding what I'm talking about. Okay, go ahead. Oh, I didn't mean go ahead and squeeze my nose. <laughs> what I mean is, I think it's a shame that um, women don't, uh, the women that want to um, put these chemicals in their bodies wouldn't rather adopt kids because it's it's not painful. Yep. Um, it does take a while, but it does happen. Yeah, and in vitro takes a while too, usually. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you're not guaranteed that you're going to get pregnant. Because even if you implant uh, two embryos in you, one of them is going to, you might get a, you might get one baby or you might get twins, but one of them might die. Mm-hmm. It's, there's no guarantee. Uh, but I don't, I, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't recommend that a, um, a woman uh, implant eight babies in her when she already has six kids. Like the Octomom. That was just, I couldn't believe it. Did they run any background checks on this lady? I really don't know, but even people were saying, like, you have so much, no, she's got so much on her plate. Mm-hmm. Why? And I've, and I've talked to my, and that's a really irresponsible thing to do. Yeah, there should be a couple of laws when it comes to doing stuff like this. It's going to just be all willy the limit, nilly. The limit of uh, embryos of a woman implants in her? Well, there's also that, but you also have to look at some of these resources. So should we have a woman with 14 kids and no husband if it, this was decided and this was a personal choice? Mm. I don't think so. Well, I think she needed I think she needed to be evaluated mentally because I've seen interviews with her. Yeah. I know you're not like a Drew Pinsky person. I'm not either. No, I think that he's a um he's somebody who sucks up to celebrities in a way that I don't like. Okay. Well, well, I did see an interview with him just cuz I didn't know what to watch. And it was really clear to me that she couldn't turn her mind off. Yeah. Like it was so crazy because she didn't have a lot of help. And and these kids need like twenty four hour care. Exactly. And she didn't have a she didn't have any she had some help, but it wasn't like she had um her husband and relatives and things like that. I mean, I I'm sure her relatives are like, What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Um it's just it's just it's just crazy. I don't, I, I don't know if this happened, babes, but my personal opinion yeah. is the doctor who gave her all those embryos when she already had six kids should be thrown in prison. I don't know. Lock I, them up and throw away the key. That's what I would. That's what President Rick would do. My goodness. I don't think this man deserves prison. I do think... I do think he should at least have his license stripped away. I say for life. Why? You're in, because you're impregnating a woman with eight with eight embryos and she already has six kids. And at the time, she was living in a one-room situation in her parents' house, if I remember the story right. Hmm. No man. And if you're living in a one-room place, you don't have that much money. You don't no. see, like, multimillionaires living in a one-room in their parents' well, house. Well, I mean, what business does she have to have any more kids when she was a nursing student? Exactly. That's why we. if Rick was president, Rick would have that doctor arrested and placed in prison for the rest of his life. Yeah, I, I, I think you're a little too uh, conservative on that one. Oh. 
Well, not conservative, but you're a little too um, strict on that one. Oh. He... That's a little too much. I mean, he it's not like he murdered these embryos. No, but he gave them a life that wasn't satisfactory just to see if he could do it. I, I don't think that's fair, Bubs. I think that's I mean, more than fair. I think he should have for sure told her, no, that, that's too many embryos. You should really think about this. I don't think he should be arrested for it. Um, if anything, she should be the one facing more consequences. She should be facing consequences too, but that doesn't excuse his actions. Well, how, well, well what? How do you know it was a man who impregnated her? All right, well, then the female doctor should be facing... Who, whoever it was, I don't Whoever know. it was should be in prison for the rest of their life, according to Rick. Uh, yeah, well, Rick is wrong on this one. Rick is correct. No. As usual. No, he's never always correct. <laughs> never always correct? <laughs> double negative. Oh, my goodness. Um, Give me a kiss. Or not double negative, but an oxymoron. Oh, my um, <laughs> Give me a kiss, babes. No. Yeah. Why? Because you need one. I love you. Oops. Oh you just blew up. Excuse me. I love you. Yes. Oh, you just blew up again. And Excuse I still love me. you. I still love you, babes. I still love you, Bob. Let's talk about Din Din last night. Yes. It was good. There were some ingredients missing, though. Uh, yeah, I... We were looking for a shallot. I was looking for a shallot, and they were really small. <laughs> so what I did was I, I bought some other things and shallots. And one uh, of the things also was a a really good uh, double-layer uh, chocolate cake. I enjoyed it. And you also got some Pepsi. I did. And it came here pretty quickly, too. Yes, it did. And uh, th that girl was really good. She's yes. going to get a she's gonna get a a um a good uh, rating. Nice. Mm-hmm. We made some steak. Pork and, chops. Or sorry, pork chops. I can't think today. Not not steak. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. I don't know. And the sauce was really yummy. Pan sauce. Yep. I could have put some more mustard into it, but I thought it was fine. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And the butter just oh the butter was so good. And yeah. and the sauce wasn't too um too thick. It was just perfect. And we also had some broccoli. Yeah. The broccoli was good. The pork chops were really moist and tender. Thank it was you. super good. I don't know what you did, but it was really good. Thank you, um, Yeah, and you were worried that I got, like, pork chops that were paper thin. And I'm like, I don't think they're paper thin. Okay, because on Thursday night you got them and you said these are really thin. No, I said these are thin. I didn't say these are really thin. I said they were thin. I thought you said really thin. No. Okay. So I'm thinking they're super thin. No, I'm seeing that they're thin cut. Okay. I thought they were just fine, though, once I saw them. Yeah. Yes. Because I don't know. Have you seen, like, a thicker cut pork chop before? I have, but usually the ones I've had are around that size. Okay. But I also don't eat pork chops all the time, either. I don't either. I don't. This is my first time ever buying um, packages of pork chops. Nice. So I did not know <laughs> how they measure. Yeah. Things. Did you get it from Safeway? Um. Yes, I did. Okay. Nice. Uh, yes, I did. Nice. They're good, but they're super pricey. Wait, did I get it from? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I know, but I got it from Safeway. Nice. Had a really good meal. Mm -hmm. And then we went to watch some movies. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Um, both very good. Um the 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 first movie was called The, the Black, Black Legion. Legion, starring Humphrey Bogart. Mm -hmm. 
Now, that was a very risky movie to do, in my opinion. Do you want me to give the recap over? No, no, I'm going to give the recap okay, because, uh, yeah. So, real quickly, um, there's a man named Frank Taylor who is who wants to be uh, the foreman at his job. It's a, it's like a, a machine factory, right? Yes. Okay. But some other guy ends up getting the job whose name is uh, Joe Dombrowski. And he is, is he Russian? I don't yeah. know. His dad was. Yeah. I mean, it, it didn't sound like he was, but a lot of times people, maybe he came to this country when he was younger. Yeah. And, um, you know, things are going on with his life. One of his friends is engaged to be married to Betty, Gro uh, Betty Grogan, but... Um, this woman named Mrs. Danvers, which I'm not sure what her, her name is, is like the town flirt, would you say? Yes. She's a town flirt, and she also drinks a lot. Um, she's been running around with, with Ed Jackson, but he quickly dumps her and ends up uh, getting engaged to Betty. Things are going well. Um... Frank hears this guy on the radio he, who sounds very patriotic in, in his own way and thinks that he's he knows what he's talking about. Well, he ends up joining this organization called the Black Legion, which sounds very much like the Ku Klux Klan. It is. It is. It's just a different name. A different name. I mean, maybe that's like their sect of the Klan, for all we know. Oh, that's what it was called. It sounds like a pretty bad group. Yeah. He even swore an oath and had to read it. It sounds pretty uh, disturbing. And he had a gun pointed at his head as he's reading the oath. Yep. And uh, that he said the, they can do, you know, um, if, if, if I have to die, that, that, that um, he'll let that happen, even if it's to protect his family. And, and basically, he has, um, by taking that oath, he has... Um, He's affected on Earth and throughout eternity. He's at, at Red or whatever it was. Yeah. And so his family is noticing something weird. Like he's on edge. He's getting angry. He's um, he's leaving the house until four in the morning. Well, it turns out that he's been killing these people with this um, these uh, group of thugs. Mm -hmm. His wife doesn't know what's going on. He eventually becomes foreman because he's making that much. He made making a lot of money. Well, uh, and he had and he had Dombrowski and his um, yeah, father killed. Yeah, because they were foreigners. So he makes a lot of money, buys a bunch of new things, including a new car. Um, it didn't seem to me like his wife really cared. I mean, he she liked it, but it didn't seem like that's all she wanted. Right, she wanted just a normal guy. Mm -hmm. and wants to take care of their son with him. Mm -hmm. So that's going on. Um, things things go awry. Um, um, Ed Jackson starts to notice something really, really weird. Um, and his wife, Ruth realizes that something's going on with her husband because Frank's wife, yeah. Yeah, Frank's wife Ruth notices something's wrong because 
he asks her to give him something to eat, but he's very irritable and he's very angry. And she said, oh, so so Ed was right. You're you're doing all these things with the black legend, all, all these contemptible cowards with the people that you're hanging out with. And he slaps her and she leaves with their son, Buddy, and moves out of their house. Meanwhile, Mrs. Danvers sees this opportunity to try to um, to try to uh, <clears throat> uh, move in on um, Frank Taylor. Ed finds them drunk in their house and they're singing quite badly. They're trying to sing. I've been working on the railroad. It's pretty bad. <coughs> and um, Ed says, if you don't tell me what's going on, I'm going to call the cops. But first, before he does it, he throws the woman out. And talks to Frank and says, if you don't tell me what's going on, um, the cops are going to know about this. And Frank says, don't tell them. Don't tell the cops. You can't tell the cops because they're going to they're gonna end things for me. He confessed some stuff to Ed. Yep, he confessed yeah. it to Ed. He's like, oh, okay, well, then I'm, I'm going to call the cops. Well, they, they find Ed, kidnap him, and he's about ready to tell the cops, but Frank ends up shooting him. He starts to run away from the clan members. Yeah. When Frank puts some caps on him. That's what I was trying to say about Go ahead. Because I didn't say it that way. Oh. Um, and so Frank, Frank is very upset. He's like, I didn't mean to shoot you. And he's hoping that Ed is alive, but he's no, no longer alive anymore. He is found, he, he goes to trial. He points out every clan's, men in the room and they're all found guilty for those murders and also um the murder uh, frank is found guilty for the murder of ed jackson and they're all taken off and you see their families their wives and ruth looking on very very stunned yes how did I do? You did a really good job. Thank you. The only thing I would add yep. is that a lawyer who's associated with the Black Legion comes to the prison before the trial actually starts and tells Frank that if he doesn't cooperate, something's going to happen to his wife and kid. I'm guessing he was, yeah. Yeah. yeah he but was gonna... We also don't want to give everything about this movie away. No. Yeah. This is really good. I give it a solid eight. I would do that too. Yeah. And, well, it's interesting to me because this is only maybe 20, maybe 22 years removed from Birth of a Nation, which is a pro Klu Klux Klan movie directed by D.W. Griffith. Wow. And... I believe Griffith made movies up until the early 40s. Oh, wait. So, so, so this one came out in 1937, right? Yes. Okay, but that was 22, uh, 22 years after? I want to say Birth of, the, of a Nation came out in 1915. Wow. But I could have the dates a little bit wrong. Uh, I wasn't actually watching movies when Birth of a Nation came out. It was slightly before my time. No, it was a lot before your time and yes. before mine. Yes, but he was still a force in Hollywood, if I know my movie history right. Mm -hmm. So, for them to make a movie 
And also, Birth of, the, of a Nation, when it came out, was the <coughs> highest grossing film ever made up until that time. <coughs> oh, wow. Was there a book, um, was there a book about the story? Do you know? I don't think it's based on a book, but there might be a book about the making of the movie. Okay. Birth of a Nation. Wow. But... In that sense, it is kind of daring, and also because our country was so segregated back then. Real, yeah, exactly. Because you you wouldn't think that they would be talking about that in the thirties, mm-hmm. but they were. And it's interesting that there are no black people in this movie because the Klan, if you know your history, came out of the Civil War, right? And and in a sense, it's good that there are no black people in this movie because they would have been killed. Yeah, they would have been. But in a sense, you're also kind of hiding the truth when you omit that part of the clan. Yeah, but that, yeah, but that was um, that was depiction of what the clan was, and they focused on you know people in other countries. I know, but I'm just saying, it, it's it's not that it's dishonest, but it would have been interesting to include that. But I get why they didn't. Okay. So you have that. You have, in this country, there was a rise in Mm anti-Semitism. This was a couple years prior to World War II, and there were a lot of pro-Nazi groups in the U.S., uh, mainly on the East Coast, but a little bit on the West Coast as well. And you also have radio being used as a force to subvert people to to make the to basically control people now obviously radio is seen as a force for uh evil if we look at modern day people like rush limbaugh that type of thing but back in the 1930s there was a i want to say he was a catholic preacher named father charles coughlin yeah, I think I've heard of this guy. Yeah, and <laughs> I don't know enough about him, but if memory serves correctly, he was anti-Franklin Delano Roosevelt, and he was a racist. Oh, wow. And the Roosevelt administration worked very hard to get him off the air. Really? So there's a lot of different things going on there. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming... Frank being brainwashed by the radio is in reference to Charles Coughlin. Oh, wow. That would be my take on it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So there's a bunch of different things going on in this movie, mm-hmm. uh, the social commentary. And mm-hmm. go ahead. Well, I thought it was really interesting because you made this um, this point, and I, and I agree with you that a lot of the kids in these movies are seen and not heard. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Buddy was a um, was their son, Frank and Ruth's son. He was their buddy. He was their, bu- yeah, he was their <laughs> buddy. But I'm bunch. But I'm bunch. And, um, you know, it it just seemed like he was he was just a supporting character, but not really in the movie. Yeah, my mom did hospice care with older people, mm-hmm. so. I knew people who were alive in the 1930s mm-hmm. and who were like conscious. Mm-hmm. And I knew people who were alive and with it in the 1910s. The sense that I got from speaking to people who from that period is that back then kids were seen and not heard. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just, 
did your homework, you did what you were told, and don't get into anybody's hair. Pretty much. And if yeah. you did, you were in trouble. Yeah. Yes. I do wonder to myself, why haven't we heard about this movie before now? I don't know. But every, almost every, well, I mean, Beat the Devil wasn't a bad movie. Yeah, this wasn't um, that good. It wasn't as good as the other ones, but all, uh, all the um, Humphrey Bogart movies we've seen were really, really top-notch. Yeah, the only other one I would place in the category of Beat the Devil, which is odd because it's the movie he won his Oscar for, was The African Queen. Yeah. Was a little bit subpar to me. But he's always good in his films. Yeah. Yeah. The African Queen was okay, but... It wasn't horrible. It wasn't horrible. It was It was all right. I mean, he was on a boat with um, Catherine K Hepburn. Yep, and they eat... They ate humans during the making of that movie. I know, it's a rumor. Yep, that's right. The woman. <laughs> Don't know if it's true or not. <laughs> this is a really good film. Mm -hmm. Is there anything we could learn about our culture based on this movie? About how people are easily influenced? And there's a xenophobia in this country. Um... Well, just like I've I've said, I mean, there's so much division now, mm -hmm. and I feel like some places, uh, for example, universities are reverting backwards to where now they are segregating dorm rooms and segregating segregating houses, and I don't think it's being widely reported, but it's really it's really sad because we have come so far. But yet, there are people that want to bring us backwards. Well, there's also this anti-immigrant mentality in the U.S., which I find very concerning. It's not that I don't think there that there is necessarily an anti-immigrant mentality. I think that there are people that are coming into this country that really do want to assimilate into our culture and 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 uh, do uh, work and become citizens. But there are some that are not um that are not doing what they should do and, and 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 some of them have been deported more than once and some of them have been committing murders yeah and and yeah. we actually have to worry about that because it, it has nothing to do with race it has everything to do with our safety well i'm not saying that we shouldn't have borders yeah and that some people shouldn't be rejected from our country but it does feel, when you watch the news, that there is an anti-immigrant feel. And that the default is these people are bad for wanting to come here. And now I'm telling you my sense of it. Okay. That doesn't necessarily make it true, but that's my perception. But it may look to some people as an anti-immigrant thing. But to other people, there are so much more at stake. There are children's well-being at stake there are jobs at stake there are um people's lives at stake because there are some immigrants that really don't want to live in our society with us <clears throat> they want to take 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 and kill 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 and and unfortunately that that is that is happening i'm not saying it's not but i'm saying that's the vast minority no it, it, it is not the minority you think the majority of immigrants who no, come No, 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 no. I mean, maybe I should rephrase this. I don't think it's the majority, but I think that there's a whole bunch of people that are not, that are um, 
are have been given permission to come in, not having been vetted, not having been. And by the way, this is why there is now a smallpox outbreak. Did you know that there's a smallpox outbreak going on? Where? Um, what state was that? I can't remember what it was. I just heard about it there, but, 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 but they're not being vetted for diseases. Well, wait a second. According to the U S government, we eliminated smallpox in 1973. So it's it's not necessarily the immigrants fault that smallpox are in this country. I know. I don't know if it is or isn't, but I'm saying if if there is, that's not necessarily proof that it came from immigrants. But it has to be said, though, if you're going to come into a foreign country, you have to make sure. Why Why do you think that we, when you go to a foreign country, we have to get our shots? But again, my dear, we were told that smallpox was eliminated in 1973. Yes, I know that. But so there is there is. But I but I think that if this isn't if this isn't dealt with, um. And I forgot what I forgot Listen, what state it is. I'm just hearing about this now. Yeah. And maybe it is true, but we don't know necessarily that it came from immigrants. It could have been a U.S. citizen. There was also um, a measles um, thing going on in California. Do okay. You- do we know that that came from a U.S. citizen or not, or an immigrant or not? So just to say that there's well, an outbreak, that doesn't mean it came. From- well, I mean, it's something to consider. Is what I'm trying to say. I'm not saying if it is or isn't, but. There is something to be said about people not being vetted, people not being checked to make sure that they, um, if they have diseases, that they need to be quarantined because they are having, the people that don't actually want to come here to live with us, but they want to wreak havoc on this country, they need to be looked into. And I don't think that they're being, they're they're being properly vetted. I'm not saying that we don't vet people. But I'm saying the default shouldn't be these people are bad for America. Well, and, and it feels like that. That's well, what the default is. Well, and let's turn this around a minute. There is an anti-white movement going on, and 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 it's not being reported on. I hear what you're saying. I don't think it's as extreme as the right would have you believe it. Is. I think it is. If you're ha- if you're listening to um, black professors. And even white professors trying to tell white people how to be, how to act, especially white young white women liberals, and you know that. Yeah, I don't like young white women. You know what I mean? If if you're if you're hearing it from even even young white women that haven't even grown, um, there's something wrong here. There is an anti-white male movement, especially if the the white person is male. It's not as extreme as it's made to be though i think it is Uh-oh. i think it is i think that um the mainstream media and even your leftist sources don't want to admit it but it is well and i think that the right generally what they do is they're very pro establishment they're very pro let's t- no they're not let's turn things ow babes you gotta let me talk here hey i get all you get you get toy no no i'll let you talk Okay. I just wanted to see if you were listening. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> they always talk about how great things were in the 1950s, but they always fail to leave out certain things. Like in this country, in the 1950s, it wasn't that good being a black person. It also wasn't that good being a, a person with a disability. Um, so they're talking, they're not talking about the like 
everything in the 1950s because not everything in the 1950s was good. I think they're talking about the value of it. Okay, but how often do they clarify that? And the value of it, too, is questionable because in this country, black people have were considered to have less value than white people in the 1950s. But But they're talking about patriotism. They're not talking about how horrible it was for black people. Well, and, and I think they re- recognize do, that. Do they clarify that when they say it? Yes, they do. Okay. I, it's, 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 you know, in some way, there were good things about the 1950s. Not everything was good. But, dude, babes, you gotta let me speak too. Bubs, you're interrupting me too. Ah. Bubs, you don't want to interrupt ah. me. Let me talk you, to you. You don't want me to interrupt you, but you're interrupting me. But you me. always interrupt me. You just interrupted me. I was talking. Bubs. You interrupted me too. Oh my goodness! So you have well, to you have to. Uh, um, all right. Well, let me let me just say this. Deal with the consequences. Of let that. me just say this. Mm-hmm. There were good things about the 1950s, but a lot of those good things, and you're not going to like this, were taken away by the Republican Party and the religious right. And, really? a, and a good example of that, a good example of that, babes, was Ronald Reagan's war on the middle class and the poor. You always blame everything on. You always blame everything on Ronald Reagan. You know you could. <laughs> Ouch, ouch. You could do some research and find out if I was right or not. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is there is an anti-white male movement. I think you should do some research on that too. Um, not You don't have to do it this week, but it's it's something to look into. And I also think you should do research on segregated dorm rooms. Listen, I don't like the idea of segregated dorm rooms, but I'm just saying that it's it's also a, a bigger form of segregation to to point to make immigrants feel like they're the other and they're not part of us. Yeah, but but are they are people making immigrants feel the other uh, feel like they're the other because there are immigrants um that actually came here legally and they're speaking out about illegal um illegal aliens. They're saying that we want people to come in lawfully, but let me give you an example. There, there are, um, for example, um, there have been um, Hispanics that have left the Democrat Party or they were never Democrats. And they're even speaking out about people coming uh, from illegally from Mexico and other Spanish speaking countries because they know how it was like trying to come over here and making a life for themselves and, and doing the necessary paperwork. So not not everybody who was um not everybody who was a democrat would agree that every um um every minority coming to this country was feeling um like they were the other I, okay an issue i have is that w- what i feel that republicans will often do is they'll take a few examples and they'll amplify those voices so but if they're not amplifying the voices have you ever looked into maybe looking to see what's really at the border because you're you're claiming that the border is not the way it is but there are like i said there are children that are being kidnapped they're being sold as sex slaves women are being sold as sex slaves look i'm not saying that there aren't issues i'm just saying to make it sound like all immigrants are the other is a little bit unfair. And that's what I perceive as happening. Well, then I, I really encourage you to look into what's really happening at the border because these people are being trafficked. 
There are women but, and children. Hold on, let me let me let me explain something to you because I don't think you're understanding this. There are women and children that are being given birth control pills. They're be they're given birth control pills because they know that when they get across the border, they might be raped by men that shouldn't be coming into this country. But here's what conservative media. Oh, you want me to talk, babes? Okay. <laughs> okay. Here's what I feel conservative media. Why I feel that there's a lot of racists in that world. Oh, babes, you want me to talk? <laughs> Bob, I can't take I can't take on your point of view. Please stop. Oh, my goodness. Okay. The way I perceive it being reported is that that's the norm. And that the that's the vast majority of immigrants. No, it's not. And I, th okay, I'm telling you my perception. Okay. And I think that that does everybody a disservice and it helps to divide us when we have to think of everybody who comes to this country as the other. I think that that's very dangerous. Well, the reason why you think it, that, um. No, stop, stop, stop. Okay, you want to you no, want to no, 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 do this no, no. now? You want to do this right now? Okay. No, no, no. Ow, ow, ow. <laughs> well, I just thought since you had tickled me when I was speaking, that you wanted me to tickle you when you were speaking. No, what? <laughs> okay, you proved your point. Okay. Um, the reason why you're the reason why you probably have that perception is because the the people that you're listening to don't want to admit, or at least they don't want to report that these people that are coming in some of them are just young men they don't have families they're probably um the same um they're, they're not coming they're not coming over with families they're just young men um and they are coming in from africa they're coming in from other countries too and the reason why they're coming in is because um they got permission they didn't. They felt like they didn't have to go through the checkpoints. They felt like they didn't have to uh, do any necessary paperwork. Come to find out, some of these men have been deported more than five times. Okay, let me ask you a question. And, and I'm not finished yet. Okay. Okay. You you want you want me to tell you um, why I think that you're thinking it's a vast majority, or <laughs> I'm sorry that you think that the right think it's a, it's a vast majority. The reason why you probably think that is because. It's being misrepresented in leftist media sources, and they're not reporting on it. And the, and the reason why they're not reporting on it is because some of these leftist sources, not all, of course, they, they want to believe that Joe Biden's actually doing something good for the border. Uh, I have heard the exact opposite from leftist media sources. I've heard that Joe Biden is worse than Trump. But... Let me ask you something. When was the last time that Newsmax or OAN? I don't. I I I haven't been uh, listening to those um two things for a while actually. Okay. It's not Newsmax. Okay. Yeah, let's do something oh, else. Okay. When was the last time that something else did a report about an immigrant who came to this country and built a small business for themselves? And they end the story with that. They don't end it with them asking the person, "What do you think about other immigrants coming into the country?" They just end it with, "This is a story of an immigrant who came here and built a successful company." They talk about that a lot. I mean, they talk okay. about immigrants that are in uh, politics that have, um, um, they have uh, come uh, with their family from, for example, from China or from uh, Mexico, and they built a life, and maybe they didn't start a business, but they built a life with their family. Okay. And and they talk about how they got into politics, for example, or they talk about 
how they started a bodega. And that's just an example. And it's not all that immigrants are evil or whatever. It's, it's that you can make it in America if you want to. If you want to, you just have to come here legally. Well, okay. All I was trying to do was tell you my feelings about this. Okay. But, but, but there is, there is something going on at the border that is being underreported and they're not, um, there are some, there are a lot of sources that will not focus on the, um, child sex. But, my dear, I'm not saying, I thought you were going to, oh, please, don't, don't grab my thing. <laughs> Bubs. What? You're interrupting me again now. All right, keep going then. All I'm saying is there's some things about the border that you, you really, I would encourage you, and I think it would behoove you for you to look into. My before. dear, you're not hearing me. He, are you going to interrupt me again? You just finished. All right, go ahead. Go you ahead. You said that you were. All right, all right, go ahead. Go ahead. All I'm saying is I would encourage you to look um, into things at the border that you are not hearing from your leftist sources. That's all I'm saying. May I speak now? Yes. My dear, I never said that there weren't issues at the border. My complaint was that the media tries to divide us by making it sound like most of the people who come here are the problem. That's my main complaint. Okay, well, I really think you should look into this because there are people that have been reporting at the border that um, that all these things are happening and it has nothing to do with every single immigrant, but there needs to be there needs to be restrictions. I'm not saying that there doesn't need to be restrictions. What I'm saying is when I've heard reporting on it, it makes it sound like that's the vast majority of the people coming into this country. And I don't believe that. And I believe that that narrative is dangerous for us. Well, I believe that that narrative is dangerous uh, because the people that are not wanting to look into what's really going on at the border want to um, divide us by saying that um, the right thinks it's a vast majority. And that's not true. It's not true. Okay, well, that's the impression I've gotten. No, no, it isn't. In fact, they have a lot of um, the media that I listen to do have a lot of um, um, people that have come from Mexico and other countries to report on what's going on on the border, and they've come here legally. Okay, but what I feel would be more beneficial, and you're telling me that this has happened too, is that they'll often do stories about people who have immigrated here, and so it becomes successful, and it doesn't have to be about them telling that just so they can have the person come and bass other immigrants. No, of course not. But okay. they, but there is a concern. Okay. There is a concern. The only reason why they would say it is it's it's concerning to them. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. That's all I wanted to say until you interrupted me. Oh, my, you interrupt me a lot. Mm. You do. Sometimes you do. No, but it's usually. We interrupt the. We, we, you we, just literally just interrupted me. I was saying sometimes you, and you'd cut me off to interrupt me. Oh, my goodness. We interrupt each other. But you, you do it more than I do. Uh, we do it equally. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, I love you, babes. Oh, my goodness. Oh my what time goodness. is it? It's uh, 12.05. Okay. 12.05. Okay, let's get on to the next Okay, movie. real quick. Would you recommend Black Legion to your family? The Black Legion? Yes. Yes. I would. I think it's a, it's a very um, poignant movie, I honestly, say, I honestly have to say. Nice. It's very poignant even for our time. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Why? I love you. <laughs> Why? Because I love you. Oh, my goodness. Okay. 
babes. Yeah. Last night we watched another Stanley Kubrick film. I wasn't sure what I was going to expect. It's called The Clockwork Orange. A Clockwork Orange. A, a Clockwork Orange is what I was trying to say. Yes. And you read the book. I did. And I was disturbed by the book. I'm sure you were. This is a crazy movie about a guy named Alex. And I'll make this recap super fast. Yeah. Uh, and I just wrote. Okay. When it starts off, he's a teenager. And so some beating homeless people, going over to this writer's house, beating him up, raping the wife, and singing, singing in the rain. And, and, and raping, uh, or not, no, um, um, killing this middle-aged um, art. A woman in an art gallery. And that is the crime that gets Alex sent to prison. Because he actually dies. Mm -hmm. yep. He is there for a couple of years, then enrolls in a program that gets him early release. But he has to watch this imagery after being injected with a drug. And not only is it like pornographic images and violent images, he also has to listen to Beethoven's Symphony Number no. 9. Which was his favorite song yeah. until getting locked up in the joint. And every time he has a drug in him, he feels really sick to his stomach yes. when watching these images. He, That's a, yeah. He gets released. Mm -hmm. Can't go and live with his family because Joe is there. The <laughs> <And> reporter. He, <laughs> but he's become more <laughs> of a son to them than Alex was. And it's almost like, and, and it's kind of funny that scene where it's like, he's thinking, oh, this some guy is off the street. Some guy has been, he brought some guy in here off the street, but... <laughs> You don't really know in the movie how he got there. I'm assuming he answered an ad in the paper. If I remember <laughs> right, that's what happened in the book. That's <laughs> kind of But funny. Alex is eventually arrested by his friends because they became cops. <laughs> they torture him, then leave him in front of the house where... Uh, where the writer's wife died. Yeah, and they and violated, they violated her. her and, um, and almost killed the writer. At first, the writer lets him in and doesn't realize it's him. He gives him but, a bath. And then in the bath, Alex starts singing, singing, singing in, in the, the rain, rain, which is the song that they were singing as they were starting to violate his wife. Well, he was. Yes. Yeah. Okay. They then, the writer uh, kind of tortures him a little bit, not too much. Mm -hmm. Alex jumps out of the window, is in the hospital, they're mm -hmm. running tests on him, Eventually, somebody comes by and says, we've taken care of the writer, and we're going to offer you pretty much everything you want, and then the movie ends. <laughs> this is a really good movie, and I was surprised how often I laughed during it, and also how much I heard little J-Lo laughing. Well, because it's like, it was disturbing, uh -huh. but in a really weird and funny way, it... I don't know how to explain it. Uh -huh. I don't even know if I should recommend this movie, but it was... <laughs> They uh, cut out the most disturbing part from the book, which is when he rapes, I believe, a 10-year-old. I'm glad they cut that While out. listening to Beethoven. I am too, because that would have been... I usually like when movies stick to the books. That would have been a little bit too much for me if they yeah. would have had that. And I was honestly a little bit nervous that they would have it in here. Yeah, because in the in the, in the the movie, the, the girls that were... Um, were um had the lollipops in their mouth they yeah. were teenagers and he has a threesome with them yeah yeah kind of weird i enjoyed this movie a lot stanley kubrick did a great job directing it and i guess just to make this simple what would you give this movie on the scale from one to ten 
Oh boy, I think I give it at least a strong seven. I don't know. It's like really disturbing. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. It was good. Um, yeah. Maybe I would give it a strong seven a week eight. That's fair. Does that make sense? I hear you. It's just it's just the topic of it is just very odd. Yeah. And and that was like cruel and unusual punishment <laughs> to uh, rehabilitate a, a violent person. Mm-hmm. What do you think of Stanley Kubrick as a filmmaker? Um, you know he's very good. I'm he's a very risky director. Yes, he is. What else did we see that he directed? Lolita, Lolita. Yep. and Eyes Wide Shut. And I've seen a yeah. couple other movies that he's made, but you haven't watched And it them. seemed like all three of those movies, as good as they were, they had some very um, sexual overtones to it. Yes. But I think he's so clever that it's like you don't know what to think after you see it. I really want to show you Full Metal Jacket at some point. Mm. Is that a war movie? Yes, it is. But the first half is all about them in training camp. Oh. And that's actually the best stuff in the film, I think. But you said the second half wasn't that good? Well, I think it's not as good as the first half of the movie, but it's still enjoyable. Enjoyable? Yeah, so it's it's not as... The first half is a lot stronger, mm-hmm. but the second half is still good. Okay. Yes. But that's just my opinion. When did that come out? 86. It was the last movie he made before Eyes Wide Shut. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He only made... Two films in the 70s. Even. Really? Yeah, he did... Oh, two, 2001 A Space No, Odyssey? that came out in 68. Oh, did okay. He did A Clockwork Orange and Barry Lyndon, which I have not seen. Okay. Yes. But this was good. Would you recommend it to your family now that you've thought about I, it? I really don't know. Just like I don't know if I would recommend Jojo Rabbit. Oh, wow. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> you know, it's a very crazy story. I don't yeah. know. Nice. I don't know if my family would like it. I mean, it was funny. I mean, for sure. <laughs> I really don't know. I, I think it's like one of these movies where I don't really want to watch it again, but it was good. That's fair. You know, just like I applied shut. Like, I don't know if I want to watch it again, but it's. Well, I'm glad we watched it last night, babes. Yes. Yeah. Because I really didn't know what to expect. I thought I thought maybe a clockwork orange was about Agent Orange, but that was not right. No. <laughs> it's a weird name for a. A story. Yeah. Well, good. And there, I don't think there were clocks in the movie, was there? I don't think so, babes. No orange. No orange. Well, and uh, then his his gang were uh, called the Droogs. There, I, I, right? there's a great scene in this movie. Yeah. Or a sequence, I guess, when they elect another person to be leader. Yeah. So. Alex punches one of them and sends him to the water. And then he punches another guy named Dim or pushes him into the water, too. And Alex walks around with his cane and grabs onto Dim's arm. And then we find out that the bottom of the cane is actually a switchblade. Yeah, and he slices his hand. (laughs) And then he's the leader of the group again. (laughs) Well, I guess we're back to where we started. I was like, okay, that's kind of a... A very sadistic way of getting your leadership back. I believe that's in the book, too. Wow. Why couldn't you just, like, have you reelected? I don't... <laughs> but you got a really weird sense of humor, book. You laughed, too, babes. I didn't know what to think. I was like, okay. But you did laugh. I did. Yeah. <laughs> you always want you, babes. Love. I love you, babes. <sighs> well, good. Look like... J-Lo. Yep. Did you have any dreams last night? Yeah, I had a really weird one. Tell me. I don't even know. 
I had this dream that there was this attraction where I was in like I was in this elevator and I got up at got off at this floor and it had to do with the full house cast but they were like showing these images and some were happy and and funny and things but then there were also some really disturbing ones and I don't even know what they were and I thought it was very strange and then I got out of it I got out of that that place and into an elevator again and the elevator was weird too and then I end up at the at this award show and Jody Sweeten who played Stephanie Tanner on the show got some kind of a lifetime achievement award which was really weird because she was a child star and then I woke up Nice. It was odd. I had dreams too, but I forgot them as soon as I woke up. So oh, oh, bad for me. Bad for you. Yes. Well, Jado. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to say? No, and I would say more if I um didn't have something to do at one. Oh, well, well give me kissing. Okay. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Well, it got a little bit heated, but no more heated than it usually gets. Yeah, you took something I said out of context, but that's fine. Uh-oh. Oh. No, you could you took something I said out of context. Oh. Oh. We'll listen back to the tape. But we take uh sometimes we take what um the both of us say out of context. Too, that's true. Babe. And we have to get uh some kind of clarification. Yeah. <laughs> but we still love each other. That's right there. A little jewel. Yes. All right, babes. Okay. Bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.